This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. Bristol City plus 9,000 fans went to Stratford in London yesterday. The odds were stacked against us, both getting there with lots of transport issues and the fact that West Ham had put out their strongest 11 possible. It wasn't the greatest start with Bowen giving Hammers the early lead, but both City and the travelling Cider Army grew into the game and much-deserved Tommy Conway equaliser earned us a replay next week back on home turf. The magic of the FA Cup is well and truly alive. Lee's three words were away day limbs and uh, his little synopsis, the view of the away day limbs across the 9,000 strong Red Army at the London Stadium as Tommy Conway equalised in the third round of the FA Cup took me back to a 16-year-old lad phoning in sick to his part-time job so he could travel to Anfield with his dad and granddad to witness Brian Tinian's legendary goal. This time, there was no skipping work, but my son and his cousin were also in the crowd with my dad and granddad. These moments are why we support our local teams through ups and downs, moments, win, lose or draw, that last a lifetime. And Matt, that's quite an emotional little spiel there from Lee Williams. And uh, with five shots on target, what a fantastic improvement from the last two matches against a much more quality opposition. Yeah, morning, mate. Fantastic patch. As you know, very early yesterday morning, there was a mad panic. Our trains being cancelled and there was no way that I wasn't going to be at that stadium yesterday. So, yeah, change of plans, driving up. Didn't know where to park, did we? So we we parked Westfield, saved me my legs as well. Um, And then, as you say, kind of, I'd I'd said to you before, and I'm not, not ashamed to admit it, I was a little bit concerned, especially when I saw the West Ham team. Obviously, we'd been a little bit, shot shy um and so when i saw their team then the early goal there was a, a little bit of concern but roared on by the most amazing crowd uh yeah and to see tommy conway strike the ball like that and it hit the back of the net what an unbelievable moment yeah unbelievable and at that fantastic net sound as well that came through on the commentary which everyone loves proper old um, school yeah yeah <laughs> i just wonder how tommy's feeling this morning should we ask him yeah, if he's about, why not? Yeah, we'll see if we can get him on then. Tommy Conway, come in, sir. How are you feeling this morning? I'll be honest, it still hasn't sunk in, to be honest, but I've watched it about four million times, but still doesn't feel real. And every time I watch it, I can't believe it's me. So, yeah, just trying to live in the moment and enjoying it. And I'm just glad that all, all the fans that were there enjoyed it as well. Well, you can say that again. It was a, a most enjoyable moment. Just to go back a little bit, uh, 20th of May 2021 was when you came on the podcast, having just scored your first goal away at Millwall. Back then, you were sort of saying, we said, what will what will happen when people come up to you and ask you for your signature and they've got your name on the back of their shirt? And you said at the time, you'd, you'd actually go up to them and ask them for a photo. Um, <laughs> fast forward on two and a half years, uh, you are now very established in the first team many more appearances I think 69th appearance yesterday club appearance 20 goals now uh golden boot winner last season and in the lead this season um what a last couple of years it's been for you mate yeah I to be honest don't really know what to say to all of that but it's gone it's gone very quick and obviously a lot of things have happened along the way ups and downs but 
I wouldn't have changed anything for the world. Um, I've got a good a good family who keep me on my on my toes. So yeah, just trying to go from strength to strength, and hopefully we can do that as a club as well. Yeah, Matt, for you, obviously you fulfilled on your promise at the time of getting Conway on the back of your shirt. And as promised, Tommy did sign them. But it's been a hell of a ride for the last two and a half years to watch Tommy grow and develop into the football that he is today, scoring 60,000 people at West Ham. It has. What a a fine young man as well. And I I don't want to embarrass Tommy with that. But what what I love about Tommy, aside from his, his goal scoring exploits, is the way that he talks about his family. He's so grounded. And the video yesterday put out by the club of Tommy watching the goal is like you or me, <laughs> a lot slimmer, a lot younger, but doing the same thing. It's a Bristol City fan scoring for his boy club. You know, I was looking back at some of the, the footage in the photos that Tommy was going through when he, he signed his new contract and the club released that video. And seeing that young lad in his Arsenal shirt, which we'll we'll touch on a bit later on. But um, <laughs> seeing that young lad in those photos to seeing the reaction yesterday is just just incredible. Yeah, and, it, and it's I, d- I don't know what it is about football patch, but as as fans, when you see one of your own doing it, there is more feeling about that, isn't there? So it does feel you know when someone like Tommy scores and the likes of Bobby Reed in the past, it it has that extra special. So yeah, it's just great to see Tommy developing the way that he is. There was a great tweet uh, last night from Bristol Del Boy, Del Bussy, who comes on the podcast regularly. Just a gentle reminder, we have just gone toe-to-toe with a top six Premier League side, near enough full strength. Bristol City starting um, 11 today, had five lads who have come through the academy pathway, never forget or take it for granted. And obviously uh, picking out what, what Brian Tinian has, has done and continues to do for the academy, Tommy. What's it like for you to share that experience with five lads on this occasion that you've come through the ranks with? It's it's so special. And I'm not just saying that because it sounds cliche, but when you've been and you know those people for so long and when you get to share those experiences with them, it's so special. and. Like the likes of Zach, Belly, Max, I could go on, like everyone in the first team fold. The experiences that you get to share with those people because you've known them so long, you can't really put it into words. And especially everyone else, you've got such a tight group now. We're all like brothers, really. And there's players that are in their mid 30s, and there's players like me in, in my low 20s. So we're all so close. And yeah, I think as a group, and like you said, as the academy, we're all so close together. Yeah, it's important to have that mix, I guess, of the of the academy players that have come through. Obviously, Max came through, um, you know, before you, but still, still homegrown. But mix that in with the likes of Andy Vyman, Andy King, Joe Williams, Matty James, etc. It, it's uh, it's the right combination to have a, a successful team, and the culture continues to build. Yeah, definitely. I think if you was to ask any of the boys, if they was to go into a room and have a one-to-one chat with them everyone could do it with each other and I think if you go to every other club I don't think players could do that and I think they'd be they'd be struggling to have a combo but literally I think everyone in the changing room you could go you could go for a coffee with one of them and you could literally be there all day speaking to them so that thing is so special to have in a group especially on the pitch and off it to have that bond I think only helps you on the pitch as well. Right, let's have a look at that goal then yesterday. I've I like you have watched it several times trying to get the the, the commentary right. Uh there's so much to unpick. So my my note here, uh West Ham's Emerson 
pumps a hopeful ball up the field under pressure from Sam Bell. Dickey wins the ball with a shoulder or a head. I can't quite make it out. Jason Knight makes the first time pass to Joe Williams. At this point, Tommy, you see, seem to sense a little pocket of space behind you. And Joe Williams plays a worldie of a ball, right foot pass with Swaz. Uh, the touch of control with your right foot creates the opportunity and the right foot shot past Fabianski was uh, sensational. So let's unpick it a little bit, Tommy. Obviously, you've you've sensed it. And Joe Williams, his pass was inch perfect. And that first touch from you is what sets you up. Yeah, I know. I actually expected the ball to come first time when Knighty said it to Joe. I thought Knighty could have played on around the corner. And then when he said it to Joe, I just knew that Joe was going to be looking for me. And obviously, like you said, the pass was unbelievable managed to find me and managed to get my touch right and then just get on the end of it and hit the target and managed to fall in the back of the net. And once I hit the net, the first, I don't know if you've seen, but the first thing I do is look over at the liner and yeah. see if oh, I, yeah, of course. <laughs> I looked straight over and I saw that, but then I realised it was VAR, but I thought, you know what, I'm seeing 9,000 fans here going mental. I've got to go mental as well. <laughs> so I've gone to the, to the opposite corner flag and my mum and dad were literally about nine, 20, 20 rows um, up. They weren't in the upper tier. They were just downstairs. Yeah. So, so you locked I onto could, them, did you? Yeah, I have to know where they are before every game. So if anything happens, I know exactly where they are. <laughs> um, literally, I was just looking at them. I was just standing there, just like looking at them, thinking what has mm. gone on, what's just happened. And literally looking into both of their eyes. And it was, it was a special moment for, for, for that, for them and for me as well. But yeah, really special. Just to see that 9,000 plus going absolutely mental because of something you have just done. I can't get my head around it. So God knows how you can. I'm not lying. Like when when it like sort of settled down and I was walking back, I did turn around and I looked at everyone and I was thinking. <laughs> you wanted to go and get your phone and take a picture, didn't you? Then I wanted to go just have a selfie with all of you. <laughs> but, uh, unbelievable. Really good. Matt, what a moment that was. Um, obviously not the greatest start with the with the goal but we grew into the game as i said and and i felt like that was coming yeah absolutely um and and joe's pass as you say was was fabulous but it it becomes fabulous because of the touch from tommy as well um you know he's joe's got to have that vision and to play it first time with the control keeping it you know low like he did um and obviously we we so we we were sat in the comfy seats Tommy yesterday um surrounded by West Ham fans <laughs> and when that ball went in it could have been Ray Winston Danny Dyer <laughs> whoever the whole of Green Street I was up effing and jeffing getting Tommy Conway <laughs> as all of us were in that bit and and to be fair the West Ham lads that were in front of us turned around and said what a finish that is in you know well deserved and and it was you know I I said to you Patch didn't it, at the start that I hope we got a good result but more than anything, a good performance. And and we got that. Everybody has talked about the fact that it was deserved. Lots of West Ham fans saying how probably we should have won the game. You know, we mm. dominated the second half that much. So, yeah, just, just a, a, you know, Lee talked about Brian Tinian's goal. It's it's those moments, you know, that, that goal yesterday will now live long in all of those 9,000 fans yesterday. It was just fabulous, yeah. Yeah, now they're going to come to Ashton Gate, Tommy, and we've got to put on a show again uh, yeah. next week. You must be looking forward to that one. Yeah, I've, I've said it yesterday in the interview, I've, it's Premier League opposition, and that's what you guys, and what, that's what 
we want to be playing against ultimately. So, yeah, really looking forward to the challenge. And I think hopefully Ashton Gate will be sold out. Everyone's behind us. And I, I think we can go, we can go and uh, do a job on them. Yeah, you've got Preston to think about before that there, obviously, um, uh, in the league. So, yeah, just hoping we get a result there as well. Just um, before we let you go, Tommy, just the current formation obviously sees you up top in that sort of one um, with great competition now with Naki Wells back fit. You seem to be growing into that one um, with the support from Jason Knight in behind, holding the ball up, bringing everyone else into play. Um, how are you finding it? Yeah. I'm loving it, to be honest with you. Um, it's a new role for me in a new formation. Obviously, last year was more of a two, sometimes a one, but this year there's more of a structure and a philosophy of playing. And for me to play in that role, I know exactly what I've got to do game game by game, depending on the opposition. Obviously, it changes every week because everyone plays differently. So, yeah, really enjoying it. And I feel like I'm getting better and better every game I'm working everyday video with the gaffer um, on the pitch with Hoggy and the gaffer as well. So I'm literally learning all the time. And I think you can, you can see that with the performances that I'm putting in. And I just want to keep going from strength to strength. And then hopefully as a, as a collective, we can keep going. What are the differences, Tommy, with, with Liam and Chris Hogg coming in? You're sort of saying you're working with them day in, day out. Are they the main differences, the coaching on the pitch and that structure? or I just think that they're, they're relentless and it only goes to show with how we're playing and their philosophy that they've brought in is, is I've, it's one of the best that I've seen. And a lot of the lads have said it's the best that they've seen and they've had long careers. So mm. I think the work that they do behind the scenes, they work so hard and yeah, fair play to them because they, they just want the best for us and the football club. So yeah, on the pitch and off it, it's video learning, getting better and then working on it and then implementing it on a Saturday. And I think, when you do that, you're only going to improve as a as an individual and as a team. Yeah, I think for me, um, I, I've seen some of our best appearances when we're playing against better opposition. Um, obviously, we played Birmingham and Millwall in recent weeks, and Birmingham, you know, parked bus and Millwall. You know what you're going to get. Um, I, I just, I just think we play our best when we're playing against that better opposition, and they're coming at us, and then it gives us pockets to to exploit, like you did yesterday, Tommy. You're right, and. It, that's one thing that we've got to get better at is when teams do show us respect and they start to sit off us, how are we going to play against that? And for me, personally, I know when teams do that, I'm not going to touch the ball a lot, but I've got to be in the middle of the goal where ultimately I'm going to be putting the ball in the back of the net. So I've almost got to accept that I'm not going to touch the ball as much, but I'm going to have low involvement, but hopefully a high reward at the end of it. Um, but that's only going to come with time and practice and keep keep implementing the things that we want to do and work the structure, work the the shape. And yeah, I think learning how to play against those sort of teams, that will take us to another level. And then I don't think no one will be able to stop us. Absolutely. Yeah, no, completely agree. And, and you know, the, the, the fact that you have to be patient and know in your mind when you get into position, what, exactly what you're going to do is that it's that mindset, the muscle memory, all of that comes into play. And like for the goal you scored yesterday, did you know all along you're going to go where you where you went? Because obviously you've had opportunities, you know, a couple of games ago, maybe even a month ago, where you've gone near post instead of far post and things like that. So did you have it in your head straight away where you're going to go with that one? Yeah, to be honest, I think I, I also said this yesterday with, in terms of Hoggy, me and him have been doing a lot of work on on the training pitch on these sorts of chances. And 
especially since, like you said, about a month ago when obviously I squandered a couple. That was one thing that we sat down and said, like, let, let's let's make this a, a real strength of mine. And yesterday, obviously all the practice was was made worth it in the end. And me and Hoggy after the game were just saying, like, that's why we do it. And then it makes you buy into it even more, the work that you do day in, day out, that it does pay off on a game day. So, yeah, like, like I said, the coaches and the work that they do, it's not just me, it's everyone else in their own position, right back, left back, centre back, like all the work that they're doing, you can see it on the pitch. And obviously you fans don't see it, but I see it day in, day out and what, whatever we're doing, we're implementing on a game day. So, yeah, really good. Well, Tommy, before we let you go, we've experienced some magic moments. Obviously, those goals, the first goal at Ashton Gate, the first goal at the Safe Stand End, which Matt was obviously particularly excited about. Um, and fantastic to see you grow over the last two and a half years. Matt, I'll let you uh, have the final word. I just wanted to know whether you've had any messages from Scotty and Antoine in uh, how do you fancy Bournemouth in the next round if we can, uh, <laughs> if we can get through. <laughs> Uh, just a couple well dones there. So, yeah, that would do for now. Yeah, it was a draws, obviously, this evening, I assume, is it? And uh, it is, we'll, think, we'll yeah. find yeah. out. Blimey, Bournemouth at home in the next round. Talk about as if we don't need any extra incentive to, to beat West Ham. That would be something special. And uh, that would be interesting, Tommy, to go up against uh, Alex Scott so soon. Oh, that would be, that'd be beautiful, obviously. <laughs> We'd be going at each other for a couple of weeks before the game, no doubt. But obviously, when the game comes, we obviously we switch on to our professional head. And after the game, I'm sure we'll be uh, swapping shirts and whatever. So yeah, <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. Love it. But, well, yeah. Tommy, keep up the good work. Keep scoring the goals. Keep making us all proud as Bristol City fans. And uh, thanks so much for for coming on the podcast this morning to talk about that momentous day. Yes, it felt like a win, really, didn't it? it felt yeah, like yeah, a... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just one final one, Tommy. What difference does a crowd like that make for you as a player? Do you know what? It, it's something that, as a player, you, you know. But obviously, as a fan, you obviously won't feel it as much. But I can't tell you how much it helps, the energy that you feel. Like, you could be absolutely on your feet but you hear them and then you think, nah, you think I'm getting on with this. I'm doing that for them. Brilliant. And on, honestly, it gives you an extra bit of energy. Like it's all mental, isn't it? Like you think yeah, you're man. tired, but you're not. And then when you hear that, that gives you another burst and you think, right, a minute ago, I couldn't have found that. Yeah. But honestly, I'm telling you, like the, the impact that fans have on football matches is, is very huge. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's why I scored. You use a lot where, <laughs> pushing me on to get my goal right Excellent. plenty of noise at Preston on Saturday absolutely <laughs> absolutely well Tommy thanks so much we'll, the journey continues let's hope you're at Bristol City long into the future and we can see many more goals to come and and uh, yeah he'll be up on that board in the concourse alongside Andy Vyman and, and the likes so uh, yeah keep up the good work mate thanks so much thanks for having me pleasure thanks Tom take care mate Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Okay, so welcome back. Big thanks again to Tommy Conway for coming on and Talking about his goal yesterday and uh, yeah, fantastic, Matt, to hear from him. And as we know, what what a lad and what a Bristol City fan and, and player. 
yeah, you you can't speak highly enough about him, can you? In um, e- even watching him patch, talking to us then, and talking to him afterwards, um, you know, it it just means so much to him. Um, and he, he kept sort of saying it there. And, and I often say on this podcast as fans, we don't know kind of what's going on. And, but, you know, he's saying that day in, day out, the work they're putting in, it's, you know, it's coming to fruition. They see what's happening on the pitch. So it, it looks really, really positive, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, it was just great to have him on after, after such a special moment for him. A uh, big shout out to Jerry Tottenham as well. A lot of people have reached out um, to Jerry in the past years gone by, but yesterday would have been a special day for Jerry, getting all of those fans and 40 plus coaches, um, lots of people probably contacting him saying, where can I pick up my ticket? And the train's yeah. cancelled. What can you do about it? I expect there was lots of, lots of comments, but um, what an important role Jerry plays in all of this, Matt. I think that's the key thing, Patch. It's the role that Jerry plays. It's not the SLO role. It's the role that Jerry plays. Um, and maybe that comes from him being the fan that he was, first and foremost, going to all those games and experiencing the away travel and you know being one of the, the, the stewards. But yeah, huge credit to him. Huge credit to all of the team that were involved in um, the planning of that and getting the tickets out. Um, and as you say, it's funny, even even when fans who aren't travelling on the, the the city away travel service, when things like yesterday happen, you can guarantee <laughs> that Jerry's phone was ringing, text messages going left, right, and centre, and he would have done everything that he could to help them out. So no, mass, massive credit to Jerry yeah. um, and to the team because yeah, it would have it's some undertaking to get nine thousand tickets out and you know the the people that they got i don't know how many went on the coaches in the end well, it's 40 odd coaches, 40 think, coaches it? Yeah. It, whatever it would be you know 50 60 seaters so yeah fantastic Brilliant. right um what i didn't do at the start of the podcast was lee's parody three words and and they were <laughs> prawn sandwich brigade uh, and then his little synopsis whilst the proper grafters got themselves to london by hook or by crook to cheer on the lads in the bitter cold our esteemed hosts lorded themselves up in hospitality in the warm, braving the cold on heated seats with nice cosy blankets with the occasional beverage and snack. Uh, Matt, as you did allude to Tommy, we were sat in the 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 nice seats on the left hand side of the um of the away fans looking out, and uh, yeah, it was a fantastic experience. And I'm not gonna not gonna say anything any more about it. But there was no heated seats. I was gonna say that no heated seats or blankets, and obviously uh, there I, was I, blankets. I, there was an option of a West Ham blanket. Yes. Oh no, I missed out on that. Not that I needed it, but <laughs> I missed. So fair play to Big Z with that one, but no, I missed out on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it it. it we we paid for our ticket um more yeah. than the 10 pound that um was being charged to away fans and uh we ran the gauntlet of being sat with some west ham fans and when that goal exactly. went in <laughs> exactly. who cared what happened so yeah no, no, great, no. Great, a great day great, great day. experience um yeah yeah fortunate enough to be able to, to do that so fantastic um but uh big Z is with us as you say um he is coming in he's he's uh got a tough act to follow after 20 minutes with tommy conway but lee you were there yesterday and we read out your your proper three words at the start and uh a, a, a day shared with the family by the sounds of it yeah, yeah, a fantastic, fantastic day yesterday. Um, drove up with my dad, so luckily I didn't have to uh, go too much through the pain of the trains and all of those messages that were going on. So that that plan stayed stayed well. And my um my son, who was a bit older than me, 
he's a couple of years older than me than when I went to Anfield. Um, he went up with his with his cousin, but we seen him up there. And um, yeah, just one as I said, one of those days which uh, will always live long in the memory. Yeah, we didn't win it like we did at the Liverpool game, but it's just those moments in it. You you just want you lots of people around me just saying at halftime, oh, if we can just get a goal, I just want to see this crowd <laughs> go up when we score a goal. And and uh, when Tommy put that one away. In, in the same vein for me as he was finishing last season, it was a little bit, oh, is he, is he coming back now? He's got his confidence. He didn't have time to think. Great finish. And um, yeah. just absolute bedlam. <laughs> bedlam in, in in that end. It was, it was brilliant. Do, do you know, Lee, I think that's, that was the thing for me yesterday. And, and, and I did say it to one of the guys next to me that I didn't kind of care how it ended. And I know that's a, a bit of a, you know, does he really mean that? But I, I didn't because we, we put in a performance and, yeah. Um, you know, that second half, we started off really well, but I did just want to see a score and just give those fans that had made horrendous journeys for lots of them on the trains something to celebrate. And, and yeah, when that goal went in, that's as good as any reaction I've ever seen for any Bristol City goal, I think. I, I was going to say, like... I was interested to to get yours and Patch's view, all joking aside, because obviously yeah, yeah. when you're in it, it's crazy. Yeah. But what does it look like <laughs> oh when you're, God, mate. A, you was... know, you're in the other part of the stadium, just watching arms and legs and heads to, and to all sorts fair, going we... about? I couldn't get, say, I we... couldn't grab my phone quick enough, so I did <laughs> yeah. capture most most of the uh, most of the reaction yeah. whilst whilst my hand was shaking. Yeah, whereas I, I was kind of in the moment and just, I mean, I, I'll say it, I was effing in Jeff in, um, punching the air in, um, not 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 really caring who was in in front of me from the the sort of big East End lads that we had there. Yeah, and, um, and I think but to watch carrying it, on was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and brilliant. and I think straight after that the the bounce around followed soon after, yeah. And, yeah. and it was there was stadium movement. I can assure you, was where there? I was, you could just feel it shaking a little yeah. bit. Just and I just looked around and I couldn't see. You know, all types of supporters just involved in it. It was it was fantastic. I to mean, see. how many how many seasons have West Ham been in the London Stadium now? Four, three, four. Well, what when was the Olympics? Stupidly, twenty twelve, wasn't it? Yeah, but they so weren't they straight away, were they? No, not straight away. But I, I, it probably is. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe six five, or seven six. years. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, and for their fans to be saying that's the best away support that they've witnessed, other than a couple of the European games, that's that's. That's pretty high praise, isn't it? And we were yeah. talking to some fans after the game patch, weren't we, in a couple of the bars, um, and they were all saying the same. They could not get over the support that we brought. And and we said, you know, let's be fair, a large part of that was because of the ticket pricing. Yeah. We wouldn't have had 9,000 fans go in there with, you know, tickets at 30 quid a pop. No, no. Um, so that was massive. But what an atmosphere they created throughout the game, even when things, you know, early on, five minutes you're thinking oh bloody hell we we were still cheering and and for tommy to reference what it means hopefully a few of the, the kind of doubters and the ones that you know might be inclined to to boo or be a little bit negative at times realize that actually when the stacks are against us if you can try and be positive what a difference that can make to the players well i think i know the answer to this question but um lee do you want to kick us off with how you are out of 10 on this monday morning well, lunchtime I'm a, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a good nine, good nine today. Fantastic, uh, fantastic performance. I think um, if it had been, if it had been a win, I might have been on, on the magic ten. I think that would have finished it off because I had, I, as I said, I, I drove up so that the, the train problems didn't really affect me. Clear run up and yeah. back in and out the stadium. That's all quite well managed. Onto the tube, getting home was brilliant. Obviously, um, spending the time with your, with, 
with your family and friends and seeing them up there. It was um, and a good day and, and work's not been too bad this morning so far. It's been a steady start to a Monday. So, uh, yeah, all yeah. good. I'll go in on a nine as well, oh, even though it's a cold Monday lunchtime. I, uh, yeah, I just really struggled to get to sleep last night. It was... Just the, I mean, the start was of the day wasn't great with the with the working out of how the hell we're going to get there. And train was cancelled, then it was reinstated. Got a, managed to get a refund, and then yeah, it was uh, luckily luckily Matt came to the rescue and with a willingness to drive. So a big thank you to Matt for <laughs> for driving. Um, but yeah, we we find a we find a nice barbecue restaurant for lunch, and then into the into the the royal east lounge which was which was fantastic the seats were amazing um and not only did we get to watch the game we also got to watch the 9000 fans and the reactions and the songs and everything so yeah it was just didn't really know where to look matt did we no well not only that and we got to meet former player marlon harewood yeah, um, with, that was interesting because he was with some other former players I think Rufus yep. Brevet, Everton, Jarvis, um, Matt Jarvis, Ru- yeah. uh, Matt Everton went there, Matt Jarvis, Jimmy Walker, Martin um, Allen, Rafael um, Hines, I think. But um, anyway, none of them yeah. knew he used to play for Bristol City. So, uh, yeah, they certainly let him let him have a rib about that one. <laughs> and Steve James was there as well. Steve we James, did, yeah. We didn't, didn't ask him, him where he got his time, but him. yeah, no. he was there as well. <laughs> but, yeah. Mad Dog Martin Allen was good good crack wasn't he <laughs> yeah i think you shook his hand no one else yeah it did. yeah yeah no, nice bloke. <laughs> but uh yeah fantastic experience and obviously it makes it when you, when you get the uh get a result as well so nine for me matt good nine mate yeah um i'm saving my 10 for when we get to the premier league yeah, that last game ten, that gets the win so that's 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 my 10 but um yeah or, or maybe the fa cup final right. um but yeah no I'm, I'm a good nine mate as well Okay, long, starts. long, tiring day, but well yeah, worth it. Absolutely. Uh, right. So, team news yesterday: two changes. Sam Bell and Taylor Gardner Hickman come in for Andy Vyman and Matty James. So, the starting lineup was Max O'Leary, George Tanner, Zach Viner, Rob Dickey, Campering, Taylor Gardner Hickman, Joe Williams, Jason Knight, Sam Bell, Anis Mametti, and Tommy Conway. Seem to be still lining up Lee in that four-two-three-one in terms of formation, but um, that's become quite uh, a staple in the last uh, in the Liam Manning games is that and it's like change in possession and out of possession yeah I was I was quite pleased with the changes and and oh and, but a bit surprised as well because what you're talking about there with with James and um and Boyman coming out is a bit of experience coming out coming out of the team but um I'm sure we'll cover it off as we go through the minutes and substitutions and all those things that um I just like the energy that that starting 11 um has and I just think you need it a lot a lot in the modern game and you might even argue sometimes that the energy and, and mobility gives you a little bit more than the experience um sometimes as long as you've not got a complete team of kids with no experience which we don't have we do have some really experienced players still mm. in that team so so yeah I think it has become a staple I think it's a really interesting how he's continues with Mometi who frustrates me I won't I won't lie um, but I think his interest in management because I think that he's backing him, and and hopefully he'll he'll be rewarded with a few more consistent performances. Um, um, but yeah, in intra, um, a, a bit of a surprise in the starting lineup. Matt, the, but, um, pleased. Yeah, absolutely. Mametti um, on the left, Bell on the right, which gives Sam Bell the opportunity, and we saw it, and we'll come to it later, where he can cut inside onto his left foot and test the keeper. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, again, maybe a bit old school, but I, I prefer to see players on the side 
where their natural you know, natural foot is. Um, and Sam Bell played an awful lot on the left hand side under Nigel Pearson. Um, and similarly, I think with Anis, Anis is probably a little bit more two footed. But I think Sam Sam's able to give a little bit more on that right hand side. Um, and it was interesting with him, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. But but he grew into the game with confidence, and you're right that cutting in left foot sort of shot also helped him. So I'm I'm with Lee. I think as much as I love the experience that Matty James brings and the likes of Andy King, um, and I think they're important members of the squad. I think when you're playing against a team like West Ham yesterday, and with the likes of Ward Price and and um, Fornells etc. You do need the energy, and and Taylor Gardner Hickman brings you that in the middle. Um, and Bellies, you know, can probably get up and down a little bit more maybe than than Andy Vyman from that point of view. So yeah, I thought it was it was the right selection. I was in. I actually I, I was on a couple of West Ham pods, and I I did kind of suggest I wondered whether Ross McCrory might make the bench, mm. um, just because we know that he's kind of back fully training. Um, looks like he may very well be part of the Preston squad. And I wonder whether they might spring a surprise with that, but but rightly probably didn't didn't, and he's going to get an under twenty three, uh, under twenty one game this week, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Interesting thing with the bench though, Lee. Only eight named on the bench. Um, obviously we were allowed nine, as far as I'm aware, still in the FA Cup. It yeah. looked like West Ham certainly had nine. Looking at it, so yeah, ninth ninth position slot there not used. Yeah, and I think to 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 Matt's point, I was expecting maybe a a McCrory or any 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 those that appear to be back in training. Um, you know, because you can use um, you know, you can use the pre-match warm-up as a, just another little training session for them. You know, I don't know if yeah. you, if you noticed like when Manning was doing his 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 post-match interview, you could see um some of the subs as they do quite often do their big workouts, especially the unused subs that are yeah. you know just sort of getting their minutes in their legs. So yeah, I was surprised. Um, surprised at that not not you know just why not use it why not yeah. get them involved yeah. you're not going to you know you don't have to use them do you no okay um and for the record uh the west ham starting lineup so fabianski emerson mavropanos zuma kufal ward price finals sushek alvarez bowen and paqueta matt and obviously you did go on a couple of west ham pods thank you so much for your time and efforts on those um <laughs> And it was a strong West Ham team. They they were they were um, not pulling any punches. I think a couple of the pods you went on suggested there would be changes. Um, I think one of them even said Paqueta wouldn't be playing, and he and he played. Yeah. Um, so were you at all surprised in that starting lineup? Um, I was because of, of of what a couple of the guys had said, but also talking to a couple of the um, the fans in the stadium, um, they were surprised that that um, Paqueta was starting. Um, having come back from a sort of knee injury, thought they might have rested a couple of others. James Ward-Price um, was sort of talked about, and then when we looked at it, and and they they again they they sort of said um, it's probably as strong stronger team as they could have fielded. Um, and I said to you, didn't I, before it worried me then that they've gone full strength. I mean, I don't, I I haven't looked actually for a week or two. Are they still sixth West Ham in the Premier League? I think they're in and around sixth, seventh, eighth, aren't they? So you kind of think, you know, when you see quality like that, um, and the fan that I spoke to on the podcast off air said, oh, if he does play, you'll absolutely love that Paqueta. What a player. So, yeah, they're sixth, are they? Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit, oh, 
Christ, they really have gone strong. But also showed the respect that they've got for the competition. Um, a few of their fans referenced, didn't they, after, when we were chatting in the bar there, they'd kind of gone to Liverpool, made a load of changes, got beat 5-1 in the quarterfinals of the, the League Cup. So they were glad to see that they were taking it seriously. Um, but obviously, as it pans out, that means their uh, their mid, uh, mid-break that they were due to have is probably going to be shelved now, isn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely. Right, okay, uh, let's get into the minutes then. Um, it was the fourth minute. It was the first note and the first goal. It was uh, the start. We definitely didn't want. I think we all said and agreed that we want to try and not concede early. Um, but that's what's happened. It's a lovely bit of vision from Paqueta. Um, and Bowen gets in between Pring and Dickey, goes around Max O'Leary to slot home through the legs of Cam Pringley. So uh, an effort from Cam to try and um, unblock that one. But West Ham are 1-0 up. Yeah, I think um, the, the first five minutes, I, I, I thought there was a bit of stage fright there from from the from the City team. They were a little bit slow, but I think the two players that you just mentioned there for West Ham, and I know Paqueta was only on the pitch, not not a long time, but Paqueta and Bowen for me were a class above anything else on that pitch yesterday. I mean, in terms of technique, I mean, Bowen I thought was fantastic. His movement is superb, and he that the move that got him the goal actually he he did that a hell of a lot and you can kind of see why he gets these goals from me as someone that you know looks at strikers a lot when I'm watching the matches because he makes this move almost undetected from the right hand side over onto that left hand side and obviously can have you know evade his markers and pick it up great touch great finish great pass I didn't realize how how good the pass was until watching it back um, yeah. this morning on some of the on some of the highlights and um yeah I just thought it was um I actually, my first instinct, and that's often a good, good example of how good movement was, was oh, we've got VAR because that looked offside to me. How's he got that yeah. free? And then you kind of get a few, you know, what's that message saying there? Yard on side, and um, yeah. yeah. So great finish, great touch, great finish, great pass, and and I, and a little bit worried at four minutes at how we started, and are we going to shake ourselves off here, or given the strength for the team as you two guys just discussed, are, are we going to are they going to take this away from us pretty quickly? Well, Matt, you. We're saying VAR will come into play here, and and I kind of was agreeing with you and waiting for it to happen, but it didn't. <laughs> well, whether um, I mean, I I don't know what the rule is with VAR in terms of do they check every goal irrespective, or um, if the linesman is so sure, or, sorry, assistant ref is so sure that he's on side, they don't need to. But like like Lee was saying, and and obviously we were that angle as well, it was kind of practically in front of us. Um, I I thought he was he was definitely offside. Um, great movement, but the, you know, as, as Lee says, when you watch it back, clearly onside. Um, it was an interesting one because because Pringy sees him. I don't know what talking goes on, um, and then Bowen just kind of is stood there, almost you know, has that look with with Paqueta, um, makes his movement off the back of sort of Dicky, so he's in behind. But it's the touch. It's one of those where he, he just cushions it on his sort of toe, really. That takes Max out of the game. Um, mm. You know, a few people were sort of saying, "Oh, is Max a little bit culpable there?" The the touch just takes Max out of the game. Is is absolutely perfect. Maybe a little bit fortunate that he. he I think that from from the angle I watched it at, seems to go through Pring his legs. Who got back it on does. the line, and it seems to go through his legs. You yeah. know that that could easily have it Pring's cat. You know, shin. Um, might have got his legs closed together and so it, it doesn't go in but 
I couldn't get over how quick Bowen was yesterday, Lee. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. lightning. Um, and I, I kind of, I, what you said about struggling to sleep last night, Patrick, I was led in bed last night thinking, if I'm Tommy Conway, I'm probably looking at someone like Bowen and thinking, look at where he's gone from playing for Hull City to now in the Premier League after a big move um, and then playing for England. Um, you know, that, that's that got to be the level you kind of want to get to. I know he's he's now going to be playing for Scotland um, if all things go well for him. But I just could not get over just how impressive Bowen was yesterday. Yeah, I thought, you know, a player that I've liked and, and I thought he was decent at Hull. Um, I've watched him a fair bit for West Ham and thought he was decent. But when you see these players in the flesh, and, and I often talk about when you watch a game on TV or when you listen to a game, um, it's when you're actually at the ground and you watch those movements and you see when, you know, you're not going to see on TV because the ball's the other side, but you see the movement the player's making. Yeah, I thought he was unbelievable yesterday, Bowen. Seventh minute. In the Dick- first half. In the first half, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Second half, we, we nullified it, didn't we? Yeah, seventh minute, Dickey to Viner, and Viner picks out Sam Bell on the right wing. He heads it over the defender and is away, comes back inside onto his left foot, shoots with pace and power, and Fabianski saves awkwardly, Matt, and it goes out for a corner. That's great from Sam Bell. That's exactly what we want to see from him. Again, talked about um, the, the, the touch of bow, and Sam Bell does really well to cushion it. Maybe gets a little bit fortunate with, with it bringing inside and, and, and the challenge, but gets his shot away, not not really sure what Fabianski's doing. He, he doesn't seem to know whether to palm it out, catch it, and, and makes a, a little bit of a mess of it, doesn't it? But, yeah. Uh, ninth minute leaves, Pring getting forward, skips past his man and delivers the ball, but it's uh, the keeper. So we're attacking on both flanks now. Yeah, I think once we, that as I said, that five minutes out of the way, and I think listening to Joe Williams's, I think it was Joe Williams's post-match, also talks about, you know, the things that Lee and Manning's talked about, about not getting too up, too down, you know, trusting yourselves, getting yourselves back in it. I think City reacted really well to conceiving that goal um, and 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 started to get into their patterns of play. And and I think, as you guys alluded to, with Bell on the right, just seemed to, we didn't miss Sykes massively yesterday. And Sykes has been playing pretty well this season and given us a, an option. And I thought Sam settled into that role um, and yeah, we we had danger down both sides with with Cam. It's very interesting what they do tactically down there. The view that we had yesterday was quite. I, I'm quite into the tactics, looking at shape and stuff, and seeing what we're trying to do. And I, and I wonder why the, one of the reasons why Mamet is also getting that run in the team is because he likes to drift in as well and is comfortable in that central bit. It's opening yeah. up that path for Cam to to to. And there's something that they've sorted really quick. I think if you remember a few podcasts ago, when um, we we talked about the fact that. Bring and Mametti seem to be getting in each other's way a little bit yeah, down yeah. that left flank. Yep. You yeah. don't, you're not seeing it very often now. Mametti's just, they've sorted that out and said, Cam, you know, you're a natural bombing fullback as opposed yeah. to, to Tanner, as an example. Um, and let's make sure we've got that pathway open for you to, to get down there and attack. And um, the last three or four games, I think Bring started to come back and find that form that, that Wives in particular has been talking about this season that we haven't quite seen from him. It looks like he, he's getting back there. That's a really good point around um, Sykes. Uh, obviously, a big loss for us, but he has been, you know, one of the main catalysts. And I thought he was going to be massively missed, but Sam Bell stepped up and and produced the performance. Um, 
into the 13th minute. It's Bowen bringing the ball forward and, and Williams tracking his run, but unable to get the tackle in. Bowen pulls it back to Fornals, who shoots. And Max O'Leary, Matt, makes an amazing one-handed save with his left arm to keep the deficit to one. And that was a really important moment. And watching the match of the day back this morning, I think Shay Given obviously picked up on it as uh, as a former goalkeeper and Irishman and uh, said that's the best save you'll see all day. I had an argument, didn't I, with um, a fellow City fan after the game when he said, oh, well, he just hit it out. I mean, he didn't really have to do anything. <laughs> um, and and I, I think I was still relatively polite when I said, you need, need to watch it back, mate, because he makes a really good, strong hand going the other way as well, because obviously as a goalie, you're kind of following the ball. Um, and Fornells doesn't even know how he's not scored. Um, you know, it's that, that, that good. And it goes back to what I was saying about Bowen as well, his speed. I mean, not only did he run off of Williams, but he also you know, gave Pringy um, a clean pair of heels. And mm. it, was a, it was one of those balls back that is just perfect for a, a striker or a midfielder coming onto. All the pace is on the ball and, and really, you know, you just put your foot through it to, to divert that pace with it. Um, and I thought it was an absolutely fabulous save from, from Max O'Leary, yeah. Um, then I've got a note that Paqueta comes off um, for Mubama. And there was a couple of substitutions for West Ham in the first half. And obviously you get three three instances. But looking at uh, the, the substitutions, they had, yeah, Og- Ogbonna um, came on for Mavropanos. And yeah, Mubama coming on for Paqueta. And... I can't recall exactly why they came off, but what we did see in the first half, Lee, was City were certainly giving it to West Ham, weren't they? It was a very physical game, and it was great to see. I know Cam Pring was definitely involved in that, but um, how many times have we sort of said in the past that we can be a little bit soft? Definitely weren't yesterday. No, definitely weren't yesterday. Definitely showed up. I think a a few of the West Ham players were, were getting a bit riled. Williams and Alvarez were having a right, Ding dong, yeah. and I thought that was going to spill over at one stage. You could certainly see, um, I'm sure, Williams giving some scouse wit to Alvarez and, uh, you know, and uh, trying to wind, wind him up. And um, Soufal, the fullback, was whinging. That was the time, you know, he went down about four times. A couple of those were, they did look a little bit sort of naughty and a bit late, and we seemed to get, get away with them. But it just showed, a, I guess, a bit of desire to compete and not stand off and, and get involved in it and I think that's what you've um you've got to show you've got to show that as a minimum aren't you and the, the, the crowd enjoyed it from a city perspective that that gets the fans chanting another song doesn't it and gets us on the back of the West Ham players as they go down on the pitch again although I thought Paquetta's was a bit not not off not an off the ball challenge but whether it was just something where he he twisted slightly twisted. or something I didn't really yeah, see what that so, was really. he seemed to be a bit um but I don't know if you noticed it on your and you're closer to your side, but I was sort of sat on the opposite corner where Conway kind of went to to mm. celebrate his goal. Yeah. And the the artificial pitch is literally next to the touchline. Right. You know, it's not there's not any grass. So I, I you know, I don't know if he caught his studs because it was right, right by right. the touchline when it happened. I, I don't I don't know, I'm just speculating, but mm. it's uh, you know, a bit different to that turf. Okay. It's uh, fun, funny patch, wasn't it? Sorry, right. just on um it suits um Sufa more than anything, but um, there was a guy behind us, West Ham fan, who, who obviously knew we were Bristol City fans and kept saying, oh, I see Norwich is turned up. Then Norwich are doing all right then, aren't they? Yeah, well done, Norwich. Um, to which I went back with, yeah, Aston Villa are looking pretty impressive, mate, aren't they? 
um, to give him some back. But he was going, oh, what are you doing? You trying to trying to mug us off? You trying to take us all out, are you? And I mean, well, what's he made out of? Cheesy what's it? It's like, what's, what's going on with the bloke? Because it seemed he was just looking for any kind of challenge. The only one I was a little bit dubious about was um, Pringy went in and looked a little bit, kind of his elbow was up. Not swinging his elbow, but his elbow was up. You wondered with VAR whether they might look at that, but yeah. Okay, 25th minute, Emerson and Fornals combined down the left-hand side, and Fornal shows a showboat back heel um, to, to set Emerson off again. His cross finds Bowen, who started the move. He steers it towards Sushek, but the pass isn't great. Cam intercepts it and inadvertently almost steers it into his own net, but Max was alert to it and makes another important save, Matt. And again, it's, it's a... A ball that's kind of really close to him, but he has to get a, a strong right hand down to kind mm. of get it away. And Pring, I mean, you have to say as well, Cam Pring's challenge that that stops a goal because he's he's basically passing that into a net. I think if if he doesn't make the challenge, so yeah. he has to make the challenge. Can only make it that way. And yeah, Max is alive to it and makes a really really good save. Yeah, 32nd minute, Lee, a soft pass out from Dickey towards Campering. The ball's intercepted and City failed to clear the ball. It falls to James Ward-Price, who shoots and forces Max to make another save down to his right. Yeah, it was, there was a little sort of frustrating little period there. Where, um, and I think my old man said to me, we're... we're we're kind of presenting it. We're it's our yeah. mistakes. It's our yep. mistakes that are kind of giving West Ham the, the chances, as opposed to the, their goal, which was a bit of you know, as we talked about, class, class pass and touch and finish. And you know, you, you sometimes you take your hat off. It was that was it. We we seem to have those um those little periods a little bit, and I guess all teams do. But mm. um, you got to be careful with those against Premier League quality. And um, but again, Matt Max stood up to it, and I think Matt, back to your point earlier. Depending on where you're, that that fan was stood, certainly my I thought that that ball just hit Max that first save. And when I yeah. seen it back, I said to, said to my, my dad on the tube, I said, "Max saved that first shot." He said that was a reaction save. That's unbelievable. Well, he was, <laughs> he was sat right next to us, so he uh, had no the, excuse, mate. Yeah, uh, right, <laughs> yeah no excuse. Forty-fifth um, minute, great hold-up play from Tommy Conway, and eventually City win a corner, and it's uh, Dicky with a header on target. Um, we spoke about this at the start of the podcast with Tommy, and the fact that he was holding the ball up well yesterday, bringing other players into into it, and yeah, that was a, a Dicky heady header on target, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with with Tommy because um, you know I've I've said on air he's not he's not designed to play that role, that single striker role, not getting the best out of him. And yet Tom is absolutely loving it and saying that, you know, he's growing into it. And he definitely did yesterday. I thought he was really unlucky at times yesterday because he's up against Kurt Zuma, who's a man mountain of a defender. And he held the ball up really well on occasions and laid it off to a midfielder that should have been coming in or whatever. And it didn't quite happen a bit like Lee was saying about that passenger play. That, that there were moments yesterday that if we got it right, would have been fantastic. And a couple of times with Tommy, he did everything right. And then the ball back wasn't quite to the man. Um, but as you say with that one, you know, we end up, end up getting the corner. Um, and and Dickie's a, is a good header and he's, he's kind of on his haunches afterwards. A little bit disappointed that he didn't do a bit more with it, I think. 
Halftime summary from Rob. Not the ideal start, but we've hung in and still have the opportunity to get something out of the game. Bowen is their main threat and we seem to be giving him too much room, but mostly managing their danger overall. In possession, there's been times where we need to get some more belief, particularly Bell and Mehmeti, who seem keener to move the ball on when they get it. But it's going to take some someone to take a chance, chance their arm and drive at them more and make a more genuine threat. Take it to 60 minutes, then release the handbrake. Nothing to lose. Right into the 57th minute, uh, Lee. Great build-up play from the right-hand side. The ball comes out of defence, eventually falls to Jason Knight, who sends one across the face of goal. Mameti can't get on it, and it comes to Cam Pring, um, who lashes one, and it's only inches wide. Yeah, um, great, great play and a great start to the second half from the lads I think as we've talked about before as well or you guys have talked about on this pod second half's been a little bit of a question mark in the the man in rain so far we seem to have some slow starts it was nice to come out and actually be to have the impetus yesterday um nice nice bit of play we look to be pressing a lot higher as a unit we just all just seem to be a bit higher up the pitch and turning that ball over a great cross and I, it, again even though it was at our end um until I saw the replay, I didn't realise how good a chance that was for, mm. for Cam. I thought he was kind of, um, it was a really difficult one. And I'm not saying it was an easy one, but I think um, he was clearly disappointed that he didn't at least hit the target from, from there. Um, but a good, a good, um, nice to create those chances so close, um, especially I thought on the back of a period of one of those periods in the second half where we were on top and we were, it was a couple of a, attack after attack, even if they weren't resulting in chance after chance. Yeah, I'm going to come to you on this, Lee, because we've already discussed this this morning on the podcast. But uh, 61st minute, West Ham's Emerson pumps a hopeful ball up the field under pressure from Sam Bell. Dickey wins the ball. Um, it comes to Jason Knight. He makes a first-time pass to Joe Williams. At this point, Tom Tommy sees a little pocket behind him. Joe Williams plays a lovely ball, right foot pass with Swaz. Um, and it's the touch from Tommy Conway that sets him off. And then he shoots first time, right-footed, and the crowd go wild. Yeah, I think um, I'm sure you've you, you've talked about it lots with, with Tommy. I, I think all three bits you just described there, when I watched them back a couple of times for class, don't underestimate Jason Knight's layoff to, to to Joe Williams in the first in the first instance. Joe Williams, a little bit of a showboat, swazzy, lovely, touched Conway goal. Let's go mental. <laughs> and absolutely fantastic and perfect for for Tommy. We know he enjoys scoring goals. We see how he celebrates. Um, and you know, to do that in front of the fans, that momentum running over just must be one of the best feelings in the world for him. And as he kind of talked about in his post match, I'm, I'm sure he talked about when he spoke to you well, guys. Is, he locked, Trying locked. to describe that feeling must be really, really yeah, difficult. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was locking eyes with his family as well. He knew where they yeah. were, where they were. Yeah. So, um, Brilliant. yeah, Brilliant. absolutely fantastic. And, and what a goal. Um, 72nd minute, um, Campering makes a really important block. Um, and then we make some substitutions. It's TGH coming off for Matty James, Matt and Mimetti coming off for Andy Vineman. Yeah, um, I think about getting the experience then as the game's going in with, with JMO coming on. Um, I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was surprised that he went Taylor because of Joe being on a booking, but I think Joe Williams was having such a good game um, that it was the, the the right one to go with. In Anis, a bit, a bit like Lee said, I thought I thought he did okay yesterday. Anis, um, 
you know, he, he kept them occupied, still need a little bit more from that end product from him. So again, right, the, the right calls for me. Yeah. And then another substitution, 80th minute, Conway comes off, uh, Naki Wells comes on. And that was just after Lee. Tommy did put the ball in the net. Obviously, we could see that he was quite a few yards offside. Um, but with VAR, put the ball in the net and see what happens. Yeah, it was a funny passage out there, wasn't it? Because almost everyone stopped because he was so far offside and he kind of still carried trotted on and put it in the back of the net. And then obviously because the linesman then puts his flag up, they have to go through that rigmarole of, I guess, of um just checking it, but it didn't it didn't take very long. No. Um but it was a it was an interesting um those chances that were being created of that ilk where they were kind of being slotted into those channels in between eighteen yard box lines was quite interesting in the ten minutes that Naki came on for. And a couple of uh, debates, I think, that Joe Williams had with him, discussions, should I say it, where that run then wasn't being made and it was still on. It was still on. Okay. It ended up making them look like poor passes, Lee, didn't it? Um, Yeah. From that point of view, hence, yeah, Yeah. Joe letting them know they weren't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and there's a Max O'Leary makes another very important save after a corner from West Ham. It's Obama getting the shot and Max O'Leary saving on the line. Um, and then the ball was hit wide from from Danny Ings, Matt. And uh, I've obviously watched this one back on Match of the Day this morning. And Max is on the line there and pinpoint save again. Yeah. And and, and this is the thing. It's uh, And when we, we... I'm giving a bit of a teaser, but when we come to the scores... It's, they're, they're, they're point blank saves. They're saves that his reactions have to be so spot on. Um, I think Ings, Ings should do better with the follow up, and and we were discussing him. Well, your mate, on, your mate on the West Ham pod said that he wouldn't score in yeah, a month of Sundays. And, and, and pretty much the guy behind um, was saying it, wasn't he, about Danny Ings? You could have him in. He was rubbish. But obviously, from where we were angle wise, um, you saw the net move. And all of the West Ham fans by us all thought it was a goal, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were to give it a little bit of, a, all right, calm down, lads. Calm down, it's got to go in the net. <laughs> um, but yeah, being brave, yeah. Sam Bell comes on, uh, comes off, um, and Harry Cornick comes on. Last five minutes, Lee. Yeah, um, I think I thought for me that one of the difference is yesterday, and you see between the quality of the, the Premier League and the Championship is... Um, I thought that West Ham's substitute, certainly in the second half, made a bit of a difference. I thought yeah. Ings actually did all right. And I think David yeah, Moyes referenced the fact that he linked the play up well. Yeah. He, he did well. I think I, I looked at our subs and I don't think they influenced the game, you know, or gave us a bit of extra impetus that you might want in that in that last 10 minutes. They didn't, they didn't do a terrible job, but I'm talking about that kind of actually West Ham looked quite dangerous again for that sort of last 10, 15 minutes with those those subs coming on and a little bit of change coming in. I, I didn't quite see that from um, from the City boys. And I think that that's an, an interesting point for me. When I look at the squad, I think that that top, the, the starting 11s probably are one of our best starting 11s available. The players that were missing are actually defensive players, Atkinson, McCrory, Naismith. I know Sykes wasn't there. Um, so we kind of feels like we're a little bit short offensively with, okay. with game changers where we want to change a game for, for me at the moment. I'm yeah, not I seeing that impact when, the, when those guys come on at the moment. Sure. I think um, there's only four minutes of injury time, but it didn't even feel really like a nervy four minutes to me. It was just sort of seeing the clock down and and then we we... <laughs> get that realisation that we've got a replay, Matt. I th- I thought 
we were still in the ascendancy. There was a couple of moments, and, and Lee saying about the subs, but Cornick was away on a couple of occasions and didn't didn't make the most of it. I mean, there was one where he, he did sort of bend the ball in that you wondered if Feynman um, was going to mm. be able to get on. But um, yeah, we, I, I thought still thought we were the team. If any team was going to win it, we, we're going to go on to win it. Um, but as you say, you know, you, you, when that final whistle goes, there is that sense of relief because you know that then, you know, we're still in the hat for tonight's draw um, and we bring them back and, you know, they're, they're probably not going to have Paqueta, but looking at it, I don't know how bad the, the centre-half's injury was, but also Bowen ended up having to go off. Mm. So, you know, again, they, they might think twice about what to do, but then again, you know, they'll have other options, won't they? So, yeah. Have we seen a have we seen a replay yet? I, I know I said it on the group of, of that Joe Williams free kick Zach Viner header because for me the, the injury to Britmus last bit of play because that felt yeah, like no, a free haven't... header to me in in real time. But yeah, like it I was a cracking it. chance. Yeah, everyone um, was expecting it's... a shot. Well, it's you know, funny because I... <laughs> we were all saying, and and there was a, a a six foot six bloke next to me. He might be six foot seven, but six foot six bloke next to me saying, you know, even me now, I be taking a shot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did he? So, yeah. No, but no, I, like you, I, I can't, I, without looking at it back, you just saw that Zach had the header and you would have been clo- far closer for, to us to see it. So, yeah. Um, and then there's the, the, the final whistle. We, we saw almost, it felt like a little bit of a reluctant three fist bumps from Liam Mann and he probably wants to reserve that for a win, but it yeah. felt like a win, Lee, didn't it? And uh, I think that's why the fans gave in the old um, general hover. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought he was going to stick to his, his guns. I think, you know, I think he's like that, you know, what what am I, not what am I celebrating, but that's for, yeah. for winning games and I want to win games. But I think, you know, you can... I think he's also probably he probably won't do it in front of uh, nine thousand away fans ever again. Yeah, well, I think yeah, emotionally aware that you know, for for a lot of us that was a let's call it a moral victory, if not you know the way that we played, great performance. You know, you, you could see afterwards in the post match, he was, I think he was pretty chuffed with the performance and how we applied ourselves and, and what we did. So lots to be proud of there. You don't always. As we know, being football fans, sometimes you win games you don't deserve to, and other times mm. you lose games where you deserve a bit more. And um, I think you should celebrate the performances to a degree as well as the results. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great result. Uh, let's um, get some predictions in for the ratings, Matt, shall we? Yes, indeed. Yeah. So we've had uh, 49 uh, ratings. Um, coming in there was one from um his name now escapes me oh yeah g bus more um who uh didn't didn't want to give a rating because players ratings is really dull um, oh right okay so we'll scrap, I thank, we'll scrap that then yeah yeah th- th- <laughs> thanked him for his contribution and i wished him to have a nice day um, and he said I, I was welcome so fair play but I, i'm joking it's not for everybody but it's just a little bit of extra isn't it so so yeah 49 um the average rating of those 49 was 7.64 and it ranged from 6.82 from osh newport to Royston Humphreys with a nine. Uh, there was um, Bristol to EFM went eleven point four zero, but I wasn't sure if that was their frequency or, uh, <laughs> or whether it was, um, yeah, the, the rating. But yeah, lots of um, lots of seven pluses, obviously, um, quite a few eights um, and a couple of nines from yeah Royston Humphreys, Ben Mead. So yeah, okay. Um, 
and it's it, it is difficult not to get caught up with the emotion. Um, so there may there may be a couple of scores here that that might be a little bit higher than would be normal. But also you have to recognise the team you're playing against. You know, it, this is mm. a top six Premier League team at the moment who won a European trophy last year. Um, the atmosphere, the ground, the atmosphere. Everything. You know, sixty odd thousand. So it's it's a it's a big step up for lots of these players that will never have played in any kind of game like that. So yeah. Um, so we, we had a start, start straight away. Had a bit of debate post match on this one. I've gone nine for Max O'Leary, and the reason I've gone nine is he's made for me four saves that had the ball gone in the back of the net, no one questions whether he should have done better with it. Um, you know, they're, they're they're the saves I talk about about saving you points. He kept us in the cup yesterday with those saves, especially early on um, after going one down. So so for me with Max, it's a nine. Um, and again, just because of time constraints, if you, if you, you disagree with any, then obviously just, just pipe up, boys. Um, from a defensive point of view, Pringy, I went eight, and I'm debating a nine for Pringy, but I've gone eight. Um, Rob Dickey, George Tanner, Zach Viner, I went three sevens. And a few have kind of gone comments to me around George in particular, you know, was he a seven? George's defending yesterday, especially in the first half, was really good. And, and, because of where we were sat talking to a couple of West Ham fans, they were saying he's defended everything. He's been really, really good. Um, and they end up, you know, Bowen kind of flitted across. And I know with Paqueta going off as well, made a difference. But I thought with all of them, Rob, Rob was probably um, didn't quite find his passing range that we've seen. But again, you're talking about them playing against Premier League opposition. And to keep the, the chances down as they did to, to five shots, I think it was on, on target. Um, and just their general play, I, I thought was just reward. So I went three sevens for those boys, um, and for Pringy, for me, he was the, the better of the four, and I went an eight for Pring. Um, yeah. Um, midfield, so Taylor Gardner-Hickman, um, I went six, and I don't know if that's a bit harsh, because again, of what we're talking about, um, I went... Um, Joe Williams, for me, man of the match. Um, and this isn't just for, for, for Dell, um, Bristol Dell boy. Um, I was going there anyway, but I went nine for Joe Williams because I just thought it was a, a brilliant performance added with the, 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 the goal assist and what an assist. But just his attitude, the way he was, was breaking the play up, getting on the ball, um, it was a performance that made should go it's an absolute no-brainer to give joe williams a new contract um and that's kind of probably three out of four of the last performances where he's been at that level mm. um but i just thought it was a, it, i thought it was a brilliant performance from joe williams yesterday i really did have you have you picked up with joe just in the last few games especially maybe even signing with some of his form just how um how he's leading and organising and talking on that pitch. He's talking to a lot of people about where they should be. This is where you should be almost, yeah. you know I mean? This is what we've, you know, obviously what we're covering off on the training pitch or whatever. You should be doing that. I think that's why he gave Naki a bit of a, a bit, almost a bit of a rollicking for the 10 minutes he was on. We're kind of going, why aren't you doing this? This is, you know, this is where probably where we may have identified a weakness in West Ham around the back and we'd be able to get in. He's showing a lot Cap of leadership Cap skill Captain's on there. kind of performance, wasn't it, for mm. him? Yeah. 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 And I wonder, Lee, whether... Having Taylor Gardner-Hickman alongside him with the legs that we've talked about, 
um, whether that has made a difference to Joe's performance as well. And, and that's not meant to be a negative to Matty James, but I just think it allows Joe to yeah. kind of get around. So, yeah. Um, so, I don't know who I've said now. A- Anis, I went six. Um, Jason Knight, I went seven. I thought Knighty got better in the second half and started to have more of an influence on it. He could easily have been a six from that point of view, so I wouldn't, yeah. you know. Um, Sam Bell, um, it was interesting listening to Radio Bristol after the game and Ed Hadwin and, and Rich saying that um, they saw David Moyes say to his coaching team about Sam Bell, we've got to kind of try and cut that avenue out. So they were worried about Sam Bell and the influence he was having. So I went I went eight for Sam. Um, and, and I think my last one, yeah, finally, um, Tommy... I don't I don't care my bias. Um Tommy's getting a nine just for that finish <laughs> and that goal. Um is is his work rate you, you couldn't question. As I say, he was up against Zuma. Probably it's an eight if I'm being fair to Tommy, but I don't care. The goal gives it everything for me. And he gets an extra point for his reaction, the way that he celebrated, the way that he's spoken afterwards, and the way he spoke on the podcast. So, yeah, I'm going. I'm going nine for Tommy, and I'm not. I don't care whether you want or not. That name, <laughs> they're staying at nine. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Joe Williams man of the match for me, and if we're all all okay with those, as I say, maybe on a an on league game, um, it's probably slightly inflated, but. Again, you have to say it's who you're playing against. And against James Ward-Price, who's a top, top quality midfielder. Mm. And really, in the second half, you didn't really notice him. I think he played one ping ball out from one side of the pitch to the other, which was just, um, I'm going, what an absolutely brilliant ball. And it ended up going out of play. Um, but I thought, you know... I remember that. <laughs> you remember, yeah, yeah, he's, he's quality. But, you know, the likes of Bowen. Bowen in the second half didn't really get a look in, did he? From what he did in the first half, you didn't really see much of him in the second half. So, yeah. So, for me, ratings-wise, it's that. And that that's an average of 7.55, which, again, we talked about rating-wise. Um, probably game-wise, it's a good eight, eight and a half. Um, but when you look at the, the, the players and the sums, etc. So, yeah, 7.55. Um, Liam Manning, I went eight. I thought, you know, he's really starting to have the impact. And, and again, interesting listening to Tommy talking about the coaching and stuff but 7.55 we've got a couple there um Dan Healy which mm-hmm. is good to see um and lovely photo of Dan in um and George's is his other half his better half and he was um, just down he was down um a couple away from Alan Hedford as well oh, was who, he? yeah 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 who uh is Bristol City's longest serving employee and great, great to see a lovely Alan, picture of him yeah yeah so yeah that Dan Healy but also Lee Theobald um, Lee actually went 7.55 rather than his normal 7.678910. Yeah. <laughs> so fair play to Dan and Lee. They um they got it nailed on with, with my ratings. Yeah. Excellent. Well, great stuff. Uh time has got the better of us. So um we roll on now to uh Preston away. Um and then looking probably like Wednesday for the replay at Ashton Gate. It's um, gotta be on the TV, surely. You would have thought so, but we got haven't had be. yet that confirmation yet but um Preston away Lee um how'd you line up with that one what do you do in terms of team selection um I probably wouldn't make any changes Sykes is unavailable still I would yeah Sykes is unavailable I wouldn't probably make any changes to the to the starting 11 personally if everyone's fit I think keeping you know keeping a continuation of of selection 
helps. Um, we may see McCrory on the bench and maybe making a. a yeah, you might, appearance. you might, you might see some changes to the to the squad, but I think the starting eleven, and I think back to the point I made earlier, I don't think at the moment in the last few games, many of the substitutions are coming on and kind of really impacting the game. That kind of says, pick me next game. This is you know, look, look, look what I can bring to the party. So um, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be making any changes if any if everyone's um, fit and available. Excellent. Well, great stuff. Um, once again, big thanks to Tommy Conway for coming on at the start of the pod. Lee, thanks as always for your contributions and the three words which have grown into a synopsis as well. So thanks very much for that. That's okay. <laughs> my, my pleasure. I thought sometimes I needed to explain it because sometimes it could be a little bit like, what the hell is he going on about? So that's no, where that was coming from. No, but thanks well, for having me again, chaps. It's always great. And keep up uh, keep up the good work on this. It's, uh, it's good fun. And as we know, makes it... Uh, makes dog walks or commutes to work a lot more enjoyable for a lot of people. Yeah, no, thanks mate. And um, yeah, last season you kept up the the same letter as well as the opposition, but um, it's yeah. much easier for you this year. I'm just going freestyle and <laughs> freestyle this year. Yeah, so not setting myself any silly challenges. Love it. Great work. Right, Matt. Top thanks man. as always. And no uh, yeah, we'll be back um, Sunday, I guess, for the Preston reaction. But um, for now, don't forget to follow us over on X at 3PIAPC and we'll be back soon. Cheers all. Enjoy Cheers. everybody. Take care.